Good afternoon, everyone, once again, and welcome to the CMS webinar on Home Office regarding Croatia and Slovenia. Um, your hosts for today will be Ms. Amela Žet for Slovenian part and myself, Mia Kalajic for Croatia. Amela and I are both attorneys at law and senior associates in our respective offices, specialized and in charge for the employment law matters. Um, we will first present you the Home Office subject, so both legal requirements and a couple of practical tips in Croatia and Slovenia. Um, you will have the opportunity to ask any questions you might have throughout the presentation, and we will answer them during the Q&A session at the end of the presentation. So, let's begin with the Croatian part. Um, considering the recent unfortunate events related to coronavirus pandemic, um, working remotely, especially from employees' home, has become a very hot topic everywhere, including, of course, Croatia. Um, Croatian employment law, however, does not seem to keep track with that quick development and demand for regulation, um, because our Employment Act deals with this type of work in detail. However, that regulation is very inflexible and outdated. Um, to give you the more clear picture, major part of the, of the employment law regulation uh, regarding remote work deals exclusively with necessary components of the employment contracts of those employees who work remotely. But there are almost no provisions at all on, for example, extraordinary circumstances such as pandemic, tax exemptions, safety at work, and so on. So there are a lot of open questions and unclear points, and at the same time, not enough practice and explanations from the relevant authorities. Um, as I mentioned, the regulation is also very outdated because the only point regarding remote work that has been changed since 2009 is the fact that the employer is no longer obliged to inform the labor inspection that remote work has been agreed with an employee. So this is, as you might imagine, not a huge, huge help to employers. Um, we are a bit tight on time today, so I will not go into many details and will focus on the issues which seem to me uh, to be the hottest, and that would be the schedule and recording of working hours, compensation of employees' costs who work remotely, and safety at work. But first, let me just briefly explain the statutory requirements. Um, in Croatia, there is no difference between remote work, work from home, or work from outside the office. So everything falls within the scope of remote work, which includes every arrangement where the place of work is the space other than employer's premises. This, of course, includes the employee's home, but also every other possible place the employee could um, perform their work from. The place of work needs to be specifically stated in the employment contract or the annex to the employment contract, of course, together with working hours, machines, tools and equipment to be provided, installed and maintained by the employer, employees' use of own machines, tools and equipment and reimbursement of associated costs, reimbursement of other costs to the employee and way of providing the professional training to employees. One of the biggest questions, of course, which arose specifically during this pandemic times, is whether is the employer authorized to impose the remote work, meaning order the employee not to come to the office and perform work from his or her home. So from the lawyer's perspective, the answer is no. However, in one of its rare opinions, the Ministry of Labor and Pension System stated that the employer could determine in more detail the place and manner of performing work in a space that is not the employer's space, but some other place, of course, including the employee's home, but only for the duration of the stated circumstances. 
So this basically means, yes, the employer can order the employee to work from home, but only during the pandemic. Again, legally speaking, a ministry's opinion cannot actually derogate the law and simply allow you to do something which is not allowed by the law. But on the other hand, it at least gives you an excuse and the indication that the inspection will probably not impose fines in this regard. Um, according to our experience during this whole duration of the pandemic and everything, um, no, no um, um, fines regarding the, this specific matter has been imposed by, by the ministry, or not by the ministry, but by the labor inspection. So in short, enter into an annex to the employment contract and regulate work from home, but with the employee. But in case this is not possible for whatever reason, you might decide to take the risk and impose such work unilaterally. Again, I believe the risk is not so huge considering the circumstances. Um, when it comes to schedule and recording of working hours, there is not much to say. All the usual legal provisions on working hours schedule, overtime work, redistribution of working hours, night work and daily break are to be applied also if the employee works from home. So the famous Croatian work time records, and I believe all Croatian employers are very well acquainted with the work time records in Croatia, um, that reflect all this what I just mentioned, and also a bunch of other topics need to be kept also in case of work from home. Um, this obligation can be transferred to the employee, preferably in writing, so you have the evidence, but the employer still remains liable for controlling and actually keeping the records. So considering the nature of work from home, where it is in practice pretty unlikely that the employee will actually work from, for example, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. and then turn off the computer. One of the hot questions is whether it is possible to combine working from home and independence in defining the working hours. Um, just as a reminder, the Croatian law allows such independency in defining the working hours in cases where it is not possible to measure or predefine the regular working hours. For example, this is almost always the case with management staff. So, um, there are different opinions in this regard. Some believe it is not possible, as such independency excludes daily and weekly rest, and the law does not allow to exclude these in case of remote work. But um, we believe that such interpretation is a bit too strict. Of course, it would, it would be good if the law was explicit in this regard, but we believe there was no actual intention to exclude the possibility to combine these two. So, Although you might not want to do that at all, so define in the, or allow employees independence in defining the working hours, considering the health and safety liability, but um, I will come back to that in, in a minute. A word or two on compensation of employees' costs. Um, we usually talk about IT equipment, that would be, for example, laptop, printer, software, mobile phone, and so on, as well as about office supplies like paper and printer ink. In most cases, these will be provided directly by the employer, and of course they are to be provided at the employer's cost. If any of them are at the employee's, in the employee's ownership, the employer has to reimburse the respective costs to the employee, as well as for all other employees' machines and equipment used for work. So these usually include internet costs, even though the employer can of course provide the internet stick. Um, then also electricity, heating, water, other inventory, and so on. So the amounts of these costs are legally not prescribed. It is up to the agreement between the employer and the employee. Um, it is, of course, possible to have one all-inclusive amount, for example, to state in the employment contract or the annex, 
um, the provision like uh, the employer shall pay to the employee together with his monthly salary, the additional fee for using the own machines, tools and equipment in the amount of whatever quota. Um, it is very important to say that there are no tax exemptions related to, related to work from home, meaning that no deductions from tax base or similar benefits exist for reimbursement of employees' costs. Um, they do ex exist in some other countries, in Croatia, they do not exist, at least not yet. However, the fact that um, the employee works from home does not influence, influence the existing possible tax-free payments, such as, for example, meal allowance, uh, kindergarten, yearly awards, Christmas and Easter bonuses, and so on. So you have no tax exemptions um, for reimbursement of costs to the employees working from home, but you can use all the usual tax benefits um, prescribed by the Croatian law also for the employees who do not work uh, remotely. And um, sugar at the end, so to say, is the safety at work. Um, the current legislation in Croatia does not make any difference when it comes to place of work. And this means that the employer is liable for health and safety regardless of where the employee works. Um, this is a big thing because, of course, the logical question is, how can the employer influence safety and work conditions in the employee's home where, where he has no control at all? Well, the law does not care. You are liable for an injury, for example, that happens to the employee working from home. You are also obliged to comply with all other provisions and obligations regarding health and safety. You are, for example, obliged to conduct the risk assessment of the place of work, meaning, of course, the employee's home. You may now ask how you can force the employee to allow you to enter his home and conduct the assessment. Unfortunately, I don't have the answer to that and the law doesn't either. Um, there was, however, a recent change of the risk assessment bylaw in January, according to which employers are no longer ob obliged to assess the risks for the employees working remotely, so also from their homes. However, there are a couple of conditions. So you're not obliged to assess the risks solely provided that the employees perform administrative office or similar activities for which the low work-related risks have been previously assessed documented. Um, the activities are performed remotely on occasional basis only, and the employees regularly perform work in the premises of the employer. So in case um, your employees work uh, in an office, you have already uh, assessed and documented, so made, made the risk assessment and documented it properly. Um, normally those employees work in your office, but work at home on occasional basis only. Uh, then you are not obliged to conduct the uh, risk assessment of the employee's home. However, although this helps a bit if you fulfill the stated conditions, it doesn't change the fact that the employer still remains liable for health and safety, even though the risk assessment hasn't been conducted, conducted because you weren't obliged to do so. So um, coming, having all this in mind and coming back to what I previously mentioned regarding the independency in defining the working hours. So having the health and safety liability in mind, you might want to reassess this option. If, for example, the employee burdens himself while making dinner and he has the independence in defining the working hours, the current legislation allows him to claim that an injury happened while he worked, meaning that the liability lies with the employer. 
of course, I simplified the whole thing now uh, for the sake of discussion, but the, yeah, because the, the investigation could be conducted in order to establish what really happened and so on. But in the end, the risk for the employer is pretty high in this regard. Um, the ministry confirmed this position in one of its opinions. It explicitly stated that, and I quote here, the employer is obliged to organize and conduct safety at work, taking thereby in consideration the obligation to prevent the risk and the obligation to adapt safety at work to changed circumstances, whatever that means. <laughs> how, do, how could you adapt safety at work to changed circumstances when you actually don't have any exemptions from your liability for health and safety? Um, and a couple of uh, final remarks. So there is currently an initiative to revise the Employment Act, specifically with reference to the provisions, provisions on remote work, to simplify them and make this mode of work more accessible to both employees and employers. However, it is um, unclear when or how these amendments would be implemented and what exactly would be changed. So according to the media um, and the headlines, basically everything we mentioned today, specifically safety at work, reimbursement of costs, tax exemptions and so on should be tackled. But the unions are already complaining. Um, as far as I understood, they are claiming that no change to the actual legislation should take place, but uh, some kind of uh, generally applicable collective bargaining agreement should, should be entered. But I am really not confident that this will uh, this would solve the, solve the issues. So we will see what will happen with that. And perhaps one practical tip uh, for the end of the Croatian part. Um, if you indeed decide that you will agree on the work from home with the employee, or that the employee will combine the work from home and the work in the office. When entering into an annex to the existing employment contract or the new employment contract, keep in mind to include the option of the employer to request from the employee to perform his duty in this, duties in the office, um, because you actually want for the employee to come to the office uh, when the business needs require so. Um, of course, uh, under, the, under the condition that the employer informed the employee, for example, two days in advance. And uh, in this regard, it is also advisable to agree the communication via, uh, via email, business email, of course. So if you have the employment bylaw in place, this can be regulated in that way as well. Okay, so that would be it from, uh, for now from my side. I will comment and answer potential questions at the end, but now handing over to Amela to see if the situation is a bit better and more clear in Slovenia. Thank you, Mia. Uh, well, I think we're somewhere on the same level, in some parts even more rigid in Slovenia, I would say. For example, the notification to the labor inspectorate is still obligatory in Slovenia. Um, so let's look at what we're actually cover for Slovenia today. Uh, like Mia said, time is limited, so we'll briefly look at the statutory requirements for a lawful setup of work from home. We will also look at what was different during the epidemic status and also cover the so-called classics, that is workplace safety, working time arrangements and reimbursement of material expenses. So what does work from home in Slovenia actually cover? Uh, the definition of work from home covers work performed at home or at premises of employee's choice outside the employer's premises. It also includes remote work. Therefore, there is no differentiation between homework or remote work in Slovenian legislation. The same rules apply. As you, can, as you will see during the webinar, 
it's actually in practice, it's very hard to apply these same rules to these two uh, institutes, but unfortunately it is what it is. Um, and seems to be the same as in Croatia. The current legislation in Slovenia, like I said, is quite rigid and has been calling for a change for quite some time now. Um, hopefully there's good in all things bad. So with the COVID-19, um, more focus has been given to this area of employment relationship and it is envisaged that the changes of the regulation may happen soon. Uh, maybe they will be even introduced by the end of this year. So let's look at the uh, general rules and epidemic rules. What are the differences? Um, generally, the employer cannot unilaterally decide, order the employee to work from home and work from home must be regulated with an employment contract. Therefore, it has to be agreed in an employment contract. This is specified in the law. Uh, further, the employer will also have to notify the labor inspectorate about commencement of work from home. It's worth mentioning that this is only a notice and consent is not required. Uh, the law also envisages an obligation of reimbursement of material costs. That is that the employer covers uh, the employee's costs for usage of its own personal working tools and resources. Uh, and regardless of the fact that work is not carried out at the employer premises, the same as in Croatia, the obligation to ensure safe working environment remains with the employer. As you can see, it is quite regulated. Um, so what are the options in case of an epidemic? Uh, Slovenian employers listening to the webinar will probably remember how we had this arranged, but with the outburst of the COVID-19 epidemic, employers in Slovenia ask themselves a legitimate questions. What do we do now? Do we have to enter into new employment agreements so fast in this situation as well, you know, when we really need to act really fast? Can't we just instruct the employees to stay at home? Um, and in this case, the answer is yes. The employer can impose work from home without employees consenting to it. I know it sounds a little bit confusing to what I just said before that it has to be agreed in an employment agreement, but this is because the epidemic indeed represents an extraordinary circumstance. And in Slovenia, we do have an article in our Employment Relationship Act that covers this situation. The, act, uh, the mentioned article on the slide uh, envisages that in extraordinary circumstances, such as natural or other disasters or uh, exceptional circumstances where life, health of people or the assets of the employers are threatened, the employer may indeed change the uh, place of work or even the type of work without the consent of the worker. But this can be changed only temporarily for the duration of such extraordinary circumstances. Why this is important is because the epidemic status in Slovenia officially has been lifted, which means that you cannot, for the time, at the time being, uh, impose work from home to employees unilaterally, and you have to uh, basically rely on the general rules that I just mentioned. So during the epidemics, it was also still obligatory to give the notification to the labor inspectorate. Uh, but in this case, the labor inspectorate said, it's okay if you do this via email and you don't have to do it prior to the commencement. It's okay if you do it as soon as possible. Um, then also regarding safety at work, uh, given the unforeseen situation, the requirements were interpreted more loosely. 
considering that the majority of work that was able to be performed at, uh, at home and during that time was the so-called administrative office slash computer work, uh, which as such does not represent dangerous work. And it was deemed sufficient to give employees instructions regarding safety at work without actually verifying it by a visit to an occupation, with a visit of a occupational health specialist to such a, a workspace. Like Mia said, of course, whether this suffices or not is questionable, but uh, the risk in this regard wasn't so high, at least in our opinion, considering this was also the opinion of the ministry and the labor inspectorate. So we have covered what is mandatory to regulate, um, but here we have a, a look at what is useful and should be addressed as well. Um, in italics and underlined uh, the key elements which needs to be addressed in the employment contract are written, uh, whereas the other, uh, the other items are more a recommendation. Uh, we definitely recommend that in the employment contract or in an internal act, uh, you put in the way you're going to monitor the assigned work tasks and the results and how the employee is going to report the work that's performed at home. Also, the scope of work, whether the employee will be working from home full time or they will be working only part time or only on certain days of the week. Um, it's also important to regulate uh, um, working time and the availability of the employee. For example, if you want the employee to be available to the employer at your official hour, so to speak. And also, it's very important to uh, to regulate the way the information, the data flow will occur if the employees are using their own means or uh, having access to your service, et cetera. So this, this is very, really important because of the uh, business secrets confidentiality and also the personal data protection. Okay, now let's move on to health and safety at work. As mentioned before, it is the employer's responsibility to ensure a safe and healthy work environment, regardless of where the work is being performed. Thus, the employer must engage a occupational health contractor that will make or update the company's safety statement together with the risk assessment. And in this statement, uh, work from home will have to be defined and appropriate measures to ensure health and safety at work will have to be taken. So, by the law, the employer must check that these working uh, environments, the job positions that are being performed from work are actually suitable. And according to the current legislation, and this was also the practice, it was that this should be done by authorized service, inspecting the workplace and measuring the working environment, such as microclimate, lightning, and similar to see if this job position uh, working environment is actually suitable to be performed at work. However, uh, given that there is a, currently a high demand for work from home and that most of the work such as office and computer work is not deemed as particularly dangerous, um, the Ministry of Labor adopted guidelines according to which the employer should decide in which way it will make this assessment of the work environment. Um, so, um, we actually contacted our occupational health provider uh, to check how they do it in practice and um, they have prepared a self-assessment, uh, like an online self-assessment uh, 
uh, of work environment where they prepare an online questionnaire to which employees perform a self-assessment of the work environment by answering certain questions. And then uh, they receive feedback from each individual and based on this, produce a report on the suitability of each individual job. Now, like already, like Mia already said in creation part, uh, safety at work at home is also really important. And it's really important that uh, employers do not neglect this segment, not only because of the potential inspection procedures and potential fines, but also due to the employer's liability in case of accident at work occurs. Because if the employer is deemed liable for the accident at work, then the employer may face also damage claims from the employee. And uh, in Slovenia, the employer may also uh, face recourse claim by the health institute or the pension institute for the costs that they had uh, in relation to such accident at work if the employer was liable for it. So now another important question is regulation of working time. Uh, of course, the most simple way is to have the same working time arrangement as you have when or if the employee is working at your premises. But realistically, uh, work from home is supposed to be a flexible type of work. So if you have agreed on work from home, it was probably to keep it flexible. So that doesn't give it much flexibility and doesn't make much sense. Um, following that logic, our Employment Relationship Act provides a possibility that if the employee works from home and health and safety are insured, it is possible to agree that working time, night work, breaks, daily and weekly rests are regulated differently. Thus, the employee may organize its own working time. You have the relevant article stipulated here on the slide. Um, as you can see, keeping of records of hours is another thing. This is still a responsibility of the employer regardless of the fact that the work is being uh, performed from home. Uh, that is, the Slovenian Act that regulates keeping of records does not envisage any changes, any exemptions related to work from home, which means that the employer must keep daily records of working time. Uh, that basically means that the employee should inform the employer on a daily basis of the number of working hours. So it is highly suggested that you enter this obligation in the contract, that you make a special clause about it. Um, very often it is agreed that the employee notifies the employer only if he or she exceeds the eight hours per day, which is essentially okay, but Please keep in mind and check whether you also have an applicable collective agreement that applies to your sector, because it is possible that this collective agreement, uh, collective agreement um, expands the scope of the data that needs to be kept in such record. And in that case, you will have to instruct the employee about that as well. So now let's quickly cover the last one of the so-called classics, the reimbursement of the material expenses. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, it is application by law. So um, these costs have to be paid if the employees are providing their own tools or own working means for performance of work. Uh, when it comes to so-called administrative office work, um, 
usually these costs will be related to electricity, Wi-Fi, heating, and similar, like Mia already mentioned. Uh, usually it's a standard practice that the employers are the ones that give out um, computers, I mean, laptops and similar. Um, but when it comes to the amount, what should be this uh, a compensation for the use of the own uh, resources? The law is rather silent. Actually, it only says that the parties should agree upon uh, this amount, that it's subject to an agreement between the employer and the employee. Uh, from our experience, what we see in practice is that this amount now varies somewhere between 30 or 50 euros for the so-called administrative office type of jobs. Um, in Slovenia, we do have a tax exemption, uh, considering that Mia said that they don't have it in Croatia. I guess here we have made a step forward um, and subject to certain condition, conditions, a tax exemption may be applied. Um, if so, the conditions provided by law are met, the compensation up to the amount of 5% of the employee's monthly salary will not be included in the tax base for personal income tax calculation. You also see with a little um, below there is a general limitation that this should not be max maximum of 5% of the average monthly salary. Uh, so that is that when it comes to material expenses. As you can see, it is quite regulated work from home and quite some steps that you as employers need to follow. So probably many of you are wondering, what if we just don't regulate it? What is the risk? Um, on this slide, you can see the potential fines, uh, the range of potential fines that may be imposed by the labor inspectorate if you do not uh, comply with what was said earlier. As you can see that the Employment Relationship Act defines only uh, fines per two types of violations uh, for not informing the labor inspectorate and for not ensuring health and safety. Uh, as you can see, there is no specific fine for not paying the material costs for the reimbursements, which I mentioned just earlier. However, this does not keep the employer safe from the employee's monetary claims in this respect. Uh, note that the statute limitation here is five years, which means that even if the employees are not making a fuss about it now uh, and are not um, requesting compensation now, you never know what may happen within these, uh, within these five uh, years, especially if they leave the company in the meantime. Uh, so I will actually finish also where I started. Uh, at the beginning, I mentioned that a change of legislation is anticipated also in Slovenia and that it might be even introduced by the end of the year. We will see about that realistically how it goes. Um, no further details have been revealed yet, uh, but we will keep our eyes on it. And who knows, maybe we will even have a webinar on this topic. Um, but for the time being, here's a chance to ask us anything you might like with the uh, existing regulation now. So it's time for the questions and answer session. I see we already do have a couple of um, uh, couple of uh, questions regarding Croatia. So the first question is, can annexes be concluded via email, meaning not in person with original signatures, considering that during pandemic employer and employee could not meet in person? 
Um, yes, of course. Um, there is no obstacle to exchange the signatures electronically, also via email. So um, it is not uh, realistic to expect that, especially during the lockdown, uh, the parties will meet in person and sign the annex. So um, there is no uh, legal obstacles to. There are no legal obstacles to actually um, exchange the signatures uh, electronically. Um, the other uh, question we also have regarding Croatia is what about the employees who cannot work from home, for example, are salesmen or repairmen? Huh. Unfortunately, um, the only option is to change the work position of that employee. Um, this is also possible temporarily, um, but this would have to be agreed upon with the employee. So it is not possible for the employer to change the work position of the employee unilaterally, but uh, should be agreed with the employee also uh, via new employment contract or the annex to the existing one. Um, alternatively, if this is uh, not an option because you don't want to or you simply don't have the open uh, work positions for that employee, um, it is always possible to introduce some kind of working schedule change. For example, um, so the employee does not work from home, uh, work for some time. For example, um, you can um, order the employees to go to annual vacation. You can um, introduce some kind of redistribution of uh, working hours or uneven schedule of working hours. So those are all the forms of work in which the employee does not work now or works less now, but works more later. So um, this is this is perhaps the practical solution, but unfortunately uh, nothing, nothing additional um, regarding those employees. If they simply don't usually don't perform tasks who, which can be performed from their home, um, there's nothing much you can do except for uh, playing with their working hours and rearrangement of those. In the meantime, one question came in. The question is, in case of existing employees, can uh, work from home be introduced with an annex? Uh, well, this is quite specific, I think, for Slovenia, uh, because in case that the work from home is being introduced in relation to an existing employee, a new contract will be required and the annex will not suffice. And that is because um, work from home actually represents a change of place of work. And according to Slovenian legislation, there are certain circumstances, certain ingredients of the employment contract that require a, a conclusion of a new employment contract and an annex does not suffice. And change of workplace is one of those ingredients. So basically a new employment agreement will also be have to be concluded in this respect as well, also with the existing employees. One question that refers to Slovenia. What are the conditions for the tax exemption? Yes, uh, my apologies, I haven't mentioned those uh, before because we were short on time and didn't want to bother you with it. Uh, well, for the tax exemption to apply, uh, the conditions that have to be met are these. It has to be provided that the basis for a payment is stipulated in a collective agreement or an employer's bylaw and uh, that, these, that the reimbursement of these costs, it relates to resources that are necessary and justified and typical for performance of specific work. 
and also that the set amount uh, the set amount is defined based on the calculation of actual costs, which means you can't really say it's just five euros just so you meet the requirement. One question derived in the meantime, um, are there examples on how to calculate the homework office costs in Croatia? Um, as I already mentioned, uh, there is nothing prescribed, so um, the employer and the employee would have to agree on the exact amount of costs. Um, there, so no gu guidelines, no written or official opinions have been published. Um, but what we see in the practice usually and that is that the employee usually reports what the actual costs are. So, for example, um, if the employer provides all um, materials such as laptop, mobile phone, um, um, I don't know, printer and so on, then nothing to nothing to be reimbursed on that respect, in that respect, but for example regarding um, utilities such as internet costs, electricity, heating and, uh, and so on, um, the practical solutions we saw in the last couple of months is for example the monthly um, invoice or receipt for the, for, for example electricity divided by number of days and then divided by number of hours um, multiplied with, for example, eight. If the number of uh, daily working hours is eight, then the number of working days um, multiplied by eight, so uh, uh, by week or by month, and then the employer is reimbursing uh, that respective amount to the employee. Uh, to the employee. Um, of course, this is not ideal because you can never exactly uh, divide and um, decide what is the uh, one exa exact amount uh, which is to be uh, reimbursed to the employee. But um, as I mentioned during the presentation, the most practical solution would be to agree one lump sum amount uh, or all-inclusive amount with the employee and stated in the annex and just simply state that the uh, that additional fee in that amount covers everything. So the machines, tools, equipment, utilities and everything the employee has in connection with his work uh, He's working at home. Um, this is something which is also mentioned to be tackled in the new employment law change. Um, hopefully, it will be uh, done by and published by the end of this year. But again, uh, there, there there are no uh, guarantees that will indeed happen. That will indeed, ha indeed happen in that way and in that timing. But um, until then, this is actually the only solution: uh, sit down with the or talk by phone with the employee and uh, try to find a mutual mutual solution. Yeah, so both of us, uh, I believe, would like to say thank you for participating. Bye and have a nice day. So thank you very much, everybody. Bye, have a nice day.